This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The facts that will be presented are true. Scientists representing the world's foremost research centers took part in the examination of the evidence. Chris. I'm Chad. And together we're a pair of normal guys. Oh, that went better than the first time. Yeah. Works better when you hit the record button. Uh, it does. Makes the show getting it recorded a little bit faster, too. Oh. <laughs> it does. Can it that, sir? Saves me from making that huh sound when I go to edit the show and can't find it. Machanka. So, what's going on, sir? Hey, not a lot. Yeah. Been a couple weeks. New year. Little, little excitement, not a much, not a lot of excitement. New year. New, new year. Uh, new assault on the Capitol. Oh uh, yeah. So far, uh twenty twenty one has been telling twenty twenty to hold its beer. <laughs> That's what everybody posts on Facebook. No, right. Yeah. Well well. Okay, sirrah, sirrah, sir. We just live here. I, th- I think the best one I saw, though, hasn't been the hold my beer. It was the one that said, you thought 2020 was bad, but now it's turned 21 and can legally drink. <laughs> you think we'll have to bring the uh, USSR back so we'll have somebody to all band together against. <laughs> the communists. We need the commies to come in here and try to threaten our liberties and our guns. That's right. Somebody needs to figure out how to like clone or bring back Gorbachev and R- Ronald Reagan. No kidding. Those were the glory years. We were still riding high off of a previous war that we all banded together on. And I don't know. Then everybody just started buying boom boxes and Game Boys. And you know what the downfall was? What was that? Break dancing. Was it? Yeah, that was the downfall. I think that was the start of it. No, I think it was just the sequel to Breaking. Breaking two, Electric the legend Boom. of Curly's gold. That's it. <laughs> and Curly's brother. <laughs> okay, Jack. Whatever you say. I thought uh, Curly was wonderful in uh, the first Batman movie. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah. Carl Grissom was that who he was that who he played in that? Carl, I don't know. I thought he was Grissom something. Anyway, that's Batman. a D, that's a DC thing, Chad. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, they'll uh, bring Tim Burton back. We'll get some more uh, Batman stuff. Michael Keaton. That's right. 
They've been talking about it. But he's the vulture now. Making that Batman Beyond movie. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, it'd be all right. We'll see what happens. We may never get any more good new movies. Who knows? Oh, hey, pff, you shut your mouth because you know what? Uh, I know you don't care about any kind of organized sports at all. Nope. But, Chad, there's a reason to watch the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Why is they announced that they're going to release the teaser trailer for uh, Venom. There will be carnage during the Super Bowl. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> you, still, you, don't, you don't sound excited. I'm not. I'm still anxious to see how they're going to pull Venom in through this multiverse garbage. For that I don't know. I, I read a thing. Uh, I read something yesterday about them kind of trying to start working in the whole Spider-Man Venom MCU crossover stuff. Did you see where Deadpool 3 is going to be in the MCU with an R rating? I did, and I am excited. That's pretty exciting. That's some stuff right there. It is. Uh Uh-huh. There. There you are. (laughs) Exactly. All I could see was a mic. I know. It's on this little stupid, if you can see this little tripod, and uh, I have to hold it like this. And the microphone, too. Yeah. Uh, gross. Potty humor. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Katrina says. All all the conversations they just go, ha ha. <laughs> it's all I ever seem to say. Apparently, I've not ever really noticed that. But I, I haven't either. Apparently, there's a lot of ticks that I have that, uh, like, um, what was it? Let's see, we, we got to the house one night. You know, we have that camera on the porch now. And it has this amazing microphone that picks up everything. Yes. And uh, so we came into, we were coming in the house. I was feeling kind of crappy. We were getting all the stuff out. And then she's like, oh, I forgot my phone in the car. And I said, are you kidding me? Just like that. I went to get it. But she said she saved the video because in the in the video, I yell at her and go, are you fucking kidding me? And then she put all these other expletives in there. So I went back and watched the video with her. And I said, now I'm watching this with you. And we're watching it in real time. And we're seeing what I'm saying, which is just, are you fucking kidding me? And it was in a very just mild tone. There was no yelling or anything. So I told her that I think her perception of reality might be slightly skewed. Is uh Chad, is she on drugs? Oh, some drugs, but I don't know what they are. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Yeah, it is. Anyway. <laughs> so any uh any ex- what what excitement for you the past couple weeks? Uh just more stupid doctor stuff. That's about it. Got to spend a little time in the hospital and Got to get iron infusions so I can be unstoppable. And um, well, I get to go see the heart doctor tomorrow. So that's all the fun things I have going on. To find out if you have one? Yeah. Hopefully, nah. hopefully not. That way I don't have to worry about anything happening to it. Well, true. Mm-hmm. I guess. That's right. If you don't have it, you don't have to worry about it. Mo, mo heart, mo problems. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh so yeah nothing too exciting on my end except you know that tire fiasco yeah well that's always super exciting right well 
expound more on that later when we talk about our trip last weekend. Okay, we'll do that. Suppose, Chad, without further ado, why don't we uh, kind of kick off this show uh, with our slightly new format and lead us into a uh, good old news story there? Sure, I'll be happy to tell you a little story and with the way the year has been and the new one's going. Apparently people are turning to drugs, but maybe this is something you shouldn't do. The story comes to us from Mysterious Universe, and it's a man injects himself with psilocybin mushrooms, and they grow in his veins. And I think I said that right for the name of the mushrooms. But anyway, it says, kids, don't try this at home. It says, how often have you read that that warning and thought, well, that doesn't apply to me because I'm an adult, and adults do a lot of stupid stuff. But it says here, if one reads the news on a regular basis, the latest case involves a man who made the annals, that's annals, not annals, of medical oddities when he tried beating the lag time between ingesting the mushrooms and the psychedelic high by switching a couple letters in ingest and injected them instead. The end result not only sent him to the emergency room, but also into medical history where the doctors found that the mushrooms were growing in his veins, Chris. Ew. I know people have gotten those kits and can't even get them to grow in their basement. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Before you start thinking, remember the warning at the top of this article. Um, which is? Yeah, yeah, don't inject them. Anyway, according to <laughs> Gizmodo, which reviewed the study by Creighton University in Phoenix, Arizona. I don't think that's associated with that other uh, Phoenix thing that they advertise on TV. Anyway, doctors published this week in the Journal of the Academy of Consultation Liaison Psychiatry. An unnamed 30-year-old man was admitted to an unnamed hospital in a confused state. The family members who brought him in told doctors he stopped taking medication prescribed for his bipolar disorder, type 1 suffering severe mood swings, and he had a history of opioid addiction and had recently been investigating microdosing LSD and the uh, mushrooms as a way to treat all of his afflictions. Yeah, so positive research results on microdosing and magic mushrooms make this seem like an idea worth investigating. Unfortunately, the man went far beyond nibbling on shrooms. During the questioning, the man admitted to obtaining the mushrooms, boiling them down to something he referred to as mushroom tea, filtering the liquid through cotton, and then injecting it instead of feeling better with a reduced craving for opioids. Soon he became lethargic and nauseous. He developed jaundice and diarrhea, and begin vomiting blood. But Chris, it got worse. How? A few days later, in the hospital intensive care unit, he was diagnosed with multiple organ failures, so he couldn't play at church anymore, including his lungs, kidneys, and liver, an elevated heart rate, and septic shock. Blood septic. clots appeared, a septic. Blood clots appeared and in a sample and were analyzed. That's when the case took a strange twist. The mushrooms had begun growing in his bloodstream. It's a twist. It is a twist. And the organ f- and they were the cause of the organ failures, the rest of his life-threatening problems. Finding the cause was only half the battle, as we know with G.I. Joe. The doctors treated the man with antifungal drugs, no surprise here, and antibiotics, but it took eight days in the ICU and 22 overall before he was cleared for discharge with a prescription for antimicrobial drugs. While the ER doctors had made the diagnosis of mushrooms in the blood on their own, 
Actually, in 1985, there were two other similar cases. So, eat your mushrooms, don't shoot them up. True. Sound good. Tr- good sound advice, Chad. That's right. If anything, I learned from Mario. It was that. I thought eating mushrooms made you grow and shoot fireballs. Yeah, you eat them. You don't shoot them up. You never see Mario oh, tying right. off his arm. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Chris! I think I'd give the game a whole different rating. I think so. Rated mature. Mario steals a car and beats up a hooker. Grand Theft Yoshi. I'm sorry, he steals a cart and beats Gr- up a hooker. Grand Theft Cart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> San Andreas. <laughs> good, good advice. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I believe we've said this numerous times, Chad. If anything, Paranormal Guys is a fountain of fountain of knowledge. It is. It is. It is the juice of entertainment that you should sip from every day. That's right. (laughs) Well, Chad, Uh, I've got one here for you. Okie dokie. And this one is also uh, from a mysterious universe. Okay. And I hope you're ready for this because this one is uh, about 2021. I am as ready as I can be. The grand warlock makes his 2021 predictions. The hell you say? <laughs> uh, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. With the dead psychics like Nostradamus and Baba Vanga sucking up all the media attention for annual New Year predictions, living prognosticators must report to unusual means oh, or resort to unusual means mm-hmm. to get coverage. Some bend spoons. Jemima the Asperamancer Packington resorts to tossing fresh spears into the air and reading where they fall. I thought you were going to tell me it involved pancakes. <laughs> uh, you got to read the syrup. Yeah, that's right. Antonio Vasquez Alba of Mexico calls himself the Grand Warlock and answers live questioners with his forecasts for the coming year. That's pretty bold. Is it also true for the Grand Warlock's predictions for 2021? Now, Chad, I, now I want you, this is what he's predicted for 2021. He really goes out on the limb here. Okay. So, COVID begins to dominate between May and June, but it does not end this year. Continue, move forward, little by little, to become a new virus. The second pandemic is coming, which is not COVID. It's the economy. The economy is falling throughout Europe in an incredible way, very strong. People who did not work so many months, have nowhere to live. So Okay. <laughs> so, hold on. Which Dinobot is it giving these predictions again? <laughs> Me, Grimlock. <laughs> that was horrible. Me say that you're going to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the Grand Warlock, also known as the Greater Brujo, which apparently uh-huh. means sorcerer. <laughs> it does. They have that Nash versus Evil Dead in the series. You don't want to turn it into a big brew ho ho. <laughs> That's it. Because then it has um, a creamy center and chocolate icing. <laughs> uh, he apparently used his tarot cards and pendulum to predict more bad news in 2021 in Europe. The kind of troubles that will affect the rest of the world in general and individuals in particular. He sees suicides increasing as a result. On the political front, he predicts Mexico's president, 
Andres Manuel Lopez Orbrador. Orbrador. Mm-hmm. Ole. Will not disc- uh, decriminalize abortion, but will not serve out his term through 2024 because of health issues. Up north, he predicts the protests will have serious consequences for the United States. And get this, Chad. Yes. Donald Trump will have many problems. And what? Offered, and offered the possibilities for marital separation, serious illness, and possibly criminal charges. That makes me have the same reaction to those uh, uh, shingles vaccine commercials they have now. What? <laughs> he, he goes on. <laughs> uh-huh. Now get this, because I, I, this one was the big shocker for me. There will be more hurricanes and flooding. Okay. From uh, from Guatemala down, they will suffer a lot from the waters. There will be no violent earthquakes, but there will be mild ones, mainly in the Caribbean region. Kind of won't burn your tongue. That's right. That's the local weather and other disaster forecast. Uh, the sports front. The Grand Warlock sees the Tokyo Summer Olympics already postponed in 2020 postponed again until 2022 or even 2024. Before you start placing your bets, it should be noted that the Grand Warlock's 2020 predictions included his home country having great success in the Summer Olympics, Uh (laughs) Donald Trump being re-elected, a war between the U.S. and Iran, and nothing about the coronavirus. Mm Mm-hmm. In years before that, he predicted Barack Obama would lose to Mitt Romney and Fidel Castro would die in 2008, which he hung around until 2016. Well, hey, I've got a prediction for this year, and I yeah. guarantee you 100% it'll be true. Oh, wait, here we go. All right. All right. Are you ready? Dad, what have you seen? I have foreseen in the year 2021, Letus Reed will continue to be a cheap bastard. <laughs> a Mexican witch. Yeah. <laughs> Mexican witch. Yeah, that's right. Chad, the Grand Warlock likes to brag about his correctness that Mexico's team would upset Germany in the last World Cup. Cemetery. <laughs> if, inside joke. Uh-huh. If that's all he has to hang his pointy warlock hat on, maybe it's okay to look into hotels in Tokyo this summer. He'll never get the infinity gauntlet. That's for sure. That's right. So, uh, I think he really, really stretched it and went out on a limb on most of those there. I mean, there's going to be hurricanes and floods. Mm-hmm. I mean, Godzilla is going to end up being real in Japan. Donald Trump's going to have problems. Uh huh. I mean, they're getting ready to take his scenes out of uh, home alone too. <laughs> We have to sterilize history, Chad. <laughs> We've got to wipe it from the record. That's right. He never existed. <laughs> they should just take him out of Home Alone 2 and just completely destroy all the copies of Home Alone 3. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a plan to me. I think so, too. But there, Yeah, there you go. So, uh, Mexican Warlock, which, I mean, it's kind of like Lita's. Mm-hmm. That's tr- I mean, that's close as you can get. We should start lead us on his own uh money making venture, which we get most of and we just shoo him in on it of uh 
he could be a Mexican witch and mm-hmm. have a call-in line like uh what what's what was her name uh the jamaican chick oh it was miss cleo miss cleo we could have mr uh mr Letus. there is a funny story about that there is the old murphy's that became an aim store over in radcliffe that that strip has been abandoned for a million years it's got leaks in the roof black mold in it but it was a flea market for a while. So inside is all this merchandise that you can like walk into the building through the loading dock. And if you had some sort of hazmat suit, you could decontaminate everything. There's brand new stuff in there. There's, there were stacks of Miss Cleo tarot cards in there. Cause somebody that explores these old aim stores went in and went around the camera and took video. There's like a section with cars that somebody had in there. There's some old pinball machine stuff. And then there's just this, room that's full of flea market selling stuff like shirts and clothes all. and of course it's all been sitting there getting gross forever but there were some miss cleo tarot cards in the video you know chad i uh with a couple phone calls i could have a couple hazmat suits oh yeah i'm afraid to lose a finger you're fine you're fine a finger is a small price raccoon bite it off or something or homeless <laughs> guy whatever you know the place is scary because Letus hasn't gone there to, to pillage through anything to put on eBay. You know, I, I've said this before. One of these days we need to have Letus as a guest host on the show to to just give people a glimpse into uh, the guy that we mention so often. Mm-hmm. Into the, the mystery and the myth and all that that is Letus. A mystery wrapped in an enigma. Mm-hmm. Covered in puzzle sauce. But yeah, I'm pretty sure we uh, we can set him up to do that, to take phone calls and make predictions. I think he would, especially if there's money involved. We could get him one of those turbans like Johnny, Ca- uh, Johnny Cash, like J- Johnny Carson used to wear. Yeah, yeah, we could do that. He'd wear it. He doesn't care. That and a cape. Cape would add to it, I think. He used to wear a handmade wrestling belt from, well, he used to wrestle in a barn in Brandenburg, so. There you go. I lost the W. It still says Earl title on top of it. <laughs> oh. Sheet metal and a weightlifting belt. That's all you need. Well, yeah. I mean, heck. Make whatever you want. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so yeah, there's your uh there's your dose of news for the uh the show. <laughs> Got a lot more than you wanted, a lot less than you needed. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, and then kind of, uh, what we kind of decided we might try to do Chad for a while, maybe here, there show on and off Mm -hmm. is we're going to try to get some, uh, get some information on some of the, not really lesser known, but some of the, some of the awesome, like paranormal slash cryptid museum, more obscure things. I think is what you're thinking of that maybe not everybody knows about. Right. Hey, you know, I mean, Mothman Museum, uh, Lauren Coleman up at the International Cryptid, uh, Cryptozoology Museum. Well, you might mm-hmm. throw those in. You know, everybody knows those, but some of the, some of the ones that you never heard of. Sure. So yeah, last weekend we uh, we made a little trip down to Somerset to the mm-hmm. International Paranormal Museum and Research Center. Fantastic place. Just had a a, yeah. a new uh, refit, refurbished. Uh, looks awesome. Kyle's done a great job down there. And so we uh, we talked to Kyle a little bit about kind of history of the museum, what he's done with the museum, 
future plans, everything like that. Mm-hmm. So tonight is the first installment of here to be named paranormal museum interview show. That's, that sounds good and smooth. I think we should just keep that. Our, there you go. It's the official name. then. <laughs> so here we go, Chad. Let's listen to our interview with uh, Kyle. Okay. I'm Chris. I'm Chad. And I'm Kyle. And today we're at the International Paranormal Museum. Yay, Yay. Chris. You just dropped off a sculpture, didn't you? I did. Yeah, we're going to have, there's going to be a new goat man here. New goat man? New goat man in town. To join the the, uh, Hopkinsville Goblins? Yeah. Yeah. So Kyle, uh, I noticed the museum has been upgraded since last time we were here. Tell us a little bit about what you've added and what you've done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So of course, the year 2020 will never be forgotten. And part of that, our museum closed for the uh, pandemic and who knew what was happening back in March or whatever. And we were closed for about a month, not really being able to do anything at all. And I realized, you know, I've never had an opportunity to completely shut down my business and do whatever I wanted to uh, since we've been open. So we completed, it took about six months, but we completed a complete overhaul on the museum. We've added a new room. We just switched over to self-guided. We have... Uh, information cards, we have new lighting, we are actually even building an app that will like be an app guide for the whole thing, oh, and nice. we're doing an audio tour for it, so it is absolutely amazing that we've gotten to be at this place because of a crazy situation like yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, everything looks amazing, you did a wonderful job with it, yeah. the displays look great, everything's laid out really nice. Um, I noticed there was some uh, movie stuff in there, too. Tell me a little bit about the movies that were shot here and what you were involved with. Yeah, absolutely. We were, we were part of a, a show called Hellyard, which uh, was uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk that owned the Traveling Paranormal Museum. And Hellyard's this town in eastern Kentucky where the Hopkinsville Goblins may have returned to. And so it's an incredible documentary that just really adds to the lore of our state. Uh, I loved it from the very beginning, and then in season two, they actually end up coming to Somerset, and like, of course, me living in Somerset, and me owning a paranormal museum, I already think Somerset's a pretty weird place, so validating to hear completely outside people go, yeah, Somerset's a weird place, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And so, we were lucky enough to be in a couple episodes of of Hellier, they come to the museum, uh, they do an investigation, they actually end up trying to summon pan here in our county so mm-hmm. i'm sure that uh some people didn't appreciate that but i sure did they left the portal open <laughs> yeah. i think i've i think i've got one of those in my kitchen at home do you pan is it non-stick it's non-stick teflon great that's what they call them <laughs> so, <laughs> so um a couple of years back at the first cryptid con you know we got to sit down with you and talk a little bit kyle uh and just mainly about stuff in the museum didn't like go too in depth but uh so one thing I wondered is how long how long has the museum been open? Uh, our grand opening was October fourteenth, twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Okay. And then and fall- funny story about that. Uh, that's a Saturday, October fourteenth, uh, and we had that date planned for months. And about a month and a half out, one of our friends said, "Why don't you open a day earlier on Friday the thirteenth in October?" Nice. And <laughs> we had never even. <laughs> realize that <laughs> so we uh, we screwed the pooch in that so <laughs> so and, and then follow that one up why what what was the bug that bit you that was like you know what I'm gonna do well yeah we um so I've been investigating for over 15 years now it started with ghost hunting a couple of years in I saw a UFO at a, on a ghost hunt and 
just, you know, so I've been into this, like, obsessed for about 15 years. And, you know, we've collected stuff. We've taken hotted items out of places that, like, didn't want them anymore. And we travel a bunch. And so probably in, like, 2015, we approached uh, this local building, the Carnegie Community Arts Center, about just doing one display case in the lobby for a Halloween display. Okay. And they loved the idea, but it never came to fruition. And instead, we built an entire museum. <laughs> it's <not> nice. <laughs> Better than a display case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We have multiple display cases now. There you go. <laughs> With wonderful art. <laughs> Lots of art. As um, let's see. So, since the museum's been redone and everything's been resituated, have you had any strange happenings in the museum since uh, all the work? Yeah, absolutely. We so one of our haunted items is this little baby doll. That uh, it's definitely a little creep. It didn't start out as a haunted item. Uh, we would use it on um, ghost hunts because it blinks when you move it, it squeaks when you squeeze it, and so we would set it someplace and have like have things interact. It would blink and everything. And plus, it, again, it just looks creepy, and that's why we wanted to take it. Uh, well, one night we used it pretty successfully at a ghost hunt, and. Um, after the ghost hunt, a few hours later, we're at, like reviewing the evidence, and we look over at the doll, and it's still just blinking like crazy. So we're like, "All right," and we just shoved it with the hot <laughs> So that doll, since we've opened, is the only thing that we've caught like uh, video evidence of moving. Um, it's fallen off its old shelf twice. Like it, the old shelf was a bookshelf that was open, mm-hmm. uh, and since we moved in, like it's now in all of the haunted dimes are now in enclosed glass cases, and I moved it over there, and literally. The very next day I came in and she had fallen over in the in the case. It's like, oh, I'm glad you like it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the most memorable. But uh, yeah, especially when we first started moving, like all of our haunted items, we moved into a whole new room. Mm. And as soon as that happened, like, you could tell it wasn't okay. Like, things were not the same as they were for a few days and there's like a negative energy and the EMF meter was always going off mm-hmm. like as soon as we uh, moved everything but I think everyone's used to their new homes now and it's kind of settled when it got settled well that's yeah. good that's good to know has uh, anybody that has visited the museum have they told you of any experiences or anything they've had while they've been here while they've been here yeah or, or one of our most uh, memorable items is Gladys our haunted mannequin um, we took her out of her store years ago uh, because she would move around at night and um, several of the employees <laughs> like quit because of it so they just didn't want to deal with her anymore uh, and since we've been open uh, we've had I think it's 14 people now say that she's seen them wink or blink three people say that they saw her shift her eyes nice. and two people including my employee have actually seen her move oh, which wow. like She's like leaning on this door. She's an old style uh, mannequin that I don't have a stand for, so she's kind of just leaning against the wall with her elbow. And once my employee was cleaning a case like opposite of her, and as soon as she turned around, it like she caught Gladys like shifting, like taking the weight off of her elbow on on the wall, you know. <laughs> and so it's like, I mean, she has to get tired. She just yeah, stands there all the time. You standing know? there, I would. <laughs> That'd be the day I quit. <laughs> She was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, so I've noticed too. There's a in your section up front. You've got a lot of nice items 
uh, to sell with the uh, museum's logo and different things on it. Tell us a little bit about what you got, who did the artwork, where that came from. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, we, our favorite thing that we do is uh, we have a monster line of t-shirts. I think we have five different monsters right now, and we're working on uh, Harry the Harrington Lake Monster. Nice. He's like a half pig, half eel dude. It, it's going to be awesome. But um, we that's our favorite thing we do is our, our whole monster series. And um, one of my friends, Tyler Spears, actually is the one that created the Goat Man that has now uh, come to fruition as a statue, you know. <laughs> um, but Tyler works uh, at a place called Acorn Designs, and Acorn is a local company here. They're incredible. They, they always did all of the work for Scarefest, all did, uh, always did all their merch and everything. And uh, they're here local guys, and basically anything we ever make. Like, or I, I come up with an idea, and then he knows how to make it a reality and you know it's like okay i want a mothman shirt and then he just creates this incredible mothman that like you know like you run into problems where there's like 10 clip art monsters that everyone uses over and over and Mm -hmm. i just didn't want to the 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 bigfoot silhouette yeah there's two in the world yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and my shit like our bigfoot is even a little bit like that but you know i I was like at least make it a different right right (laughs) But yeah, he's been incredible. So we, in addition to our shirts, we have uh, our, our newest things that are we have uh, color changing cups of the Kelly Green Men and the Mothman. They're clear, and then you put a cold drink in them, and they turn green or red. So, uh, but honestly, my favorite thing that we have, um, like at all for sale, is our coloring book. Uh, last year, we actually for our second year anniversary had this competition where a bunch of over twenty local artists uh, from around the state and uh, region. Um, like submitted their their drawings, these original black and white drawings, and we had a competition. The winner uh, was chosen by the audience. Like whoever pre-ordered uh, had the most coloring books pre-ordered from them was won. And the girl that won was a twelve-year-old girl that beat out professional artists across the state. Uh, and she has <laughs> this this cute little alien farmer guy that's now in the front of our. Uh, coloring book but cool. it's just an incredible little like I love the arts community that's basically what we're in <laughs> you know right. there's a, locally there's a smaller paranormal community than there is in our community so we, we kind of fall into that umbrella and it was great to be able to embrace it and like work collaboratively with them you know so <laughs> okay um, and I was also thinking too Kyle with everything going on and people that might live really far away is there any way for them to maybe do a virtual tour of the museum or have you got it set up where they can do that uh we don't have full virtual tours but during uh quarantine i actually set up a youtube channel and we did several i think eight or nine different uh videos of basically me just gabbing about some of our haunted pieces here uh and those ended up being uh turning out really well i think we may uh do another series of them this upcoming year uh but we have that and then we have our website that includes our online store so even if you can't come check the stuff out you can act like you didn't wear the t-shirt you know? <laughs> <laughs> nice so uh tell us a little bit about if somebody does want to come and see the museum where would they come how would they contact you what would they need to do what kind of presence do you have online give us all the good of course yeah uh so we have regular hours tuesday through saturday 11 to 5 
Um, and we are located downtown in the heart of Somerset, Kentucky, one of the weirdest places in the world. And uh, we are in the basement of the Carnegie Community Arts Center. It's this big old beautiful federal building that was originally uh, built as a post office in 1914. So we're very lucky to be able to be in this uh, facility. But yeah, just come downstairs. We're uh, in the basement here at the Carnegie. Um, admissions, $4 adults, $3 children and seniors. Uh, and you can definitely check us out on, online. Our website's just International Paranormal Museum. And we have the Facebooks and the, the Instagrams and all that good stuff. The good, and of course our YouTube channel. And then a quick plug for Penny Royal Podcast, the amazing little podcast that my friend Nathan and I just uh, finished up and released uh, earlier this year. It's going really well so far. Great. Well, everything looks really good. Do you have any special events planned for the new year that you're going to try to do, even with uh, everything the way it is? So, we don't have anything confirmed yet, but I don't know if you're familiar with Patty Starr, who actually like started um, Scarefest and all that stuff. I know Patty personally. We used to ghost hunt. Me and uh, Carrie Galloway, who taught the class at UofL Shelby Campus, we used to talk to Patty a lot. Awesome. Yeah. She just moved to Somerset, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just started a YouTube channel. Her first videos online, going through the museum. And uh, this Saturday, we're actually doing another YouTube investigation of this whole building. Oh, and nice. Patty and I have started talking about planning a few things. Uh, I can't. I guess I can't say any names yet because none of it's confirmed. But we're looking for probably in uh, late spring to summer, uh, if we can at that point, having a couple like celebrity guests and uh, nice. a couple big things going Great. on. So like cool. paranormal guys. I mean, uh, yeah, there's. We're there we're be. up for events. You said, you said celebrity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but we're up anyway. Yeah. So hey. hey. <laughs> All right. So. Yeah, we'll uh, keep that in mind, and so thanks, Kyle, for talking to us on our first little whatever we're going to end up calling this. We'll come up with a cool name eventually. The Excursion. <laughs> excursion. Paro Excursions. Goatman Excursion. Goat, Goatman Drop-Off Detachment Point Project Bravo. It's going to be Alpha. a short-lived series then. Probably. There's only one. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. thanks, Kyle, for talking to us on uh, yeah, the first one. Thank you guys so much for coming. All right, Chad. So there you are. Mm-hmm. That was nice. It was nice to get to sit down and talk to Kyle and get to see all the new displays, all the new cases they've set up. Great. Very, very, very nice. Very professional. They've very got professional. A, he's apparently got another name tag and place to figure out where to put something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That awesome new uh Popelik monster statue he's got oh yeah he's got a goat man with a right. background of the the thing there the whatever the train drives across the yeah there you go good thing the word trestle you know i didn't uh, i didn't tell kyle this and anything yet but i think i need to uh charge him a delivery fee for this one. Oh yeah yeah with the great flat tire fiasco mm-hmm. gas and tire prices these days right delivery fee had to sit at walmart for like 12 hours uh i don't think it's 12 okay 10 because it was the only place open yeah <laughs> january 2nd saturday afternoon in somerset mm -hmm. kentucky yeah we're, we're lucky there was a walmart honestly except that comic book place was open we didn't get stuff there no and the barbecue joint there's a barbecue place there you can't have barbecue yeah i can just no sauce Smoked meats. <laughs> Just smoked meats. 
There you go. Smoked meats. Uh huh. So yeah, you know, hey, uh, if you can't get a chance, like Kyle said, to actually go visit the museum in person, go hit up their website, buy some, uh, buy some swag. Yeah, check it out. He's got a lot of neat stuff. A lot of cool shirts. Hopkinsville Goblin shirts and. I I was really close to buying one of the Mothman shirts while we were there, we were there but I thought no, I don't need another new T-shirt yet. This is true. Got a lot of T-shirts. And I've got two of their shirts already. Uh-huh. I had one, but then Katrina took it, and I haven't hardly seen it since, except when she's wearing it. So yeah, go uh, go hit up the museum, show them mm-hmm. some love, check it out, give them a hug and a dollar, right. or give them a give them a hug. Give Kyle a big sloppy kiss on the cheek and say, this is from Chad. Sure. Don't know what you mean. Go on and do that. You're like, what? <laughs> and then you will get your restraining order in the Yeah, you, you won't get to go back to the museum anymore. No, enjoy your your first trip because you won't mm-hmm. get another. Make sure you look at everything first before you give him the kiss because after right. that, you're out. <laughs> oh, so Chad, yeah, Paranormal Museum. If you uh, if you have any quirky little paranormal slash cryptid museums or anything you uh, would like to let us know about, uh-huh. you can uh, send us a little electronic mail at uh, the guys at paranormalguys.com. True. Any kind of and also you know any stories, any feedback of any kind, you know of any books, movies, mm-hmm. shows, anything like that in the old. Uh, Parosciences world. Anything that piqued your interest you think other people need to know about, we can be the medium to send that out to the masses. Because right. as you know, there's never been a greater, greater paranormal show. The paranormal guys in the history of all paranormal shows ever given. We have more listeners than any other paranormal show. I've seen it. I've seen the numbers. I've had professionals tell me. We've reviewed it. We are the greatest paranormal podcast is ever huge huge we are huge in the history of the world (laughs) the microphone i'm using right now is made in china it's been verified it has been verified to be one of the best microphones you could ever use it's been been professionally told to me by professionals this microphone is great greatest microphone ever is is there any kind of laws for uh, impeachment from a podcast host Probably. I, I don't know. You're getting close, Chad. <laughs> you know, I walk the line every day. <laughs> oh, so anyway, yeah, send us an email. The guys at paranormalguys.com. And you know, Chad, uh-huh. if the old electronic mail system is not your cup of tea, sure. You can call the old Pong hotline. You should. You could call that by simply dialing 502. 502- Two three zero seven six five six. That's right. Make me feel good about my Google Voice investment. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it was a hefty price to pay for that. It was all of free ninety nine. And if you just want to simply just kind of keep up with us, you can look at our Instagram account. Mainly mm-hmm. right now, that's just hey, here's a new show. I should there give you- I should give you access to that. You should. Be filled with pictures of puppies. And I know, ladies, you want to DM me, but don't. <laughs> I am liking Abduct Tea. I'm taken. Oh, you can find us on Instagram. 
Just uh, just search paranormal guys. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps the best way to keep up with us is our Facebook page. Chad updates that quite frequently with all kinds of interesting stories and news and all kinds of stuff. I like to throw a few pennies out now and then. And you, that once again, just search for pair O normal guys. Mm-hmm. Look, look for the original. Yeah. If you don't see our one-eyed monster in your face, you're staring at the wrong place. Right. Look for the green guy logo. If it's not Pong, it's extinct. There you go. It's all happening, but only at Pong. Mm-hmm. Let's all be there. <laughs> um, and if you uh, do happen to uh, find yourself on our Facebook page, uh, go on over to Mr. William Blanchard's Facebook page. He is the gentleman that provides the music for Pair O Normal Guys. I wish more people would find themselves on our Facebook page. Like I said, Mr. William Blanchard. Uh huh. Mr. William Blanchard. <laughs> What does he do, though, Chris? You haven't finished. Oh, so Mr. William Blanchard, he provides all the music uh, that we use here on Paranormal Guys. Musical genius. Thank God. <laughs> Got you all flustered. I don't know he did. Now that. I don't know where I'm going now. Uh-huh. So, yeah, hit him up on Facebook. You can uh, see some of his stuff there. And if you kind of want to hear some of his music and maybe even purchase a tune or two, Go to his website at williamblanchardmusic.com. Mm-hmm. By all means, you should. Right. He's very he talented. Out, he, he is. He puts out some really cool stuff. He does. And he has an 80s tribute band. He does. Pop Rocks, right? Pop Rocks with an X. And he's got a really cool uh, Corvette. <laughs> exactly. He has two now. I think he does. I remember right, yeah. He's be making there's, that mad independent pop- music or- artist money. There's Pop Rocks, and then the other one's got a plate on that says Slave 2. Nice. No, I don't. I just made that up. I don't really know. Fair enough. So there you go, Chad. Mm-hmm. End of a first of a new era of Pong shows. It's the beginning of a new era of the, Pong shows. I said the end of the first show of a new era. That's really confusing. Do you even listen to me? I do. I get confused a lot. Don't yell at me, Chris. I'm sorry. What's your tone? I will. Uh, until next time, have a pair of normal weeks.